This is the Women with Vision podcast, where we get real with some of the leading entrepreneurial superwomen about what it takes to build a business online and beyond with kids, husbands, and everything else. excited today to have my next guest and I, I love talking to guests that are um, into the health and wellness industry. I was in health and wellness for 10 years and um, and especially now more than ever it's really ex- it, it's really um, it's really important for us all to stay healthy and get our mind right and keep our body moving. So I'm excited to have Miss Lauren D'Angelo from outside of Boston. How are you doing? Good. How are you Tam? I am awesome. I, I feel great today. I went out for my walk, got up this morning, did fasted cardio, and I, I'm feeling really good. Good. And it's always nice when you can start your day with some sort of activity, when you feel motivated enough to do it, especially on a Friday, right? Especially on a Friday. And I'm so <laughs> proud of myself because it's it's been like several weeks since I was I have, have not been doing anything. I've just been mm-hmm. sitting here with my, you know, in my little house. But then I said, you know what? No, this is, I'm done with that. So this week I've been doing it every morning. I feel pretty good. Good. So, but you are a yoga teacher and you've been doing that for quite a while. You're also a, a fellow writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have a blog and, and you do some copywriting work. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to find out a little bit about your journey and how you got to starting your business, Lola, Lola Yoga. And uh, so tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so I um, I've been uh, teaching yoga now. It's 15 years. It flew by like in a flash, mm-hmm. and um, I do I do that often. I think I before COVID 19, I was up to seven classes a week. Since then, it's you know it's slowed a little bit. I still teach online virtually, um, and then as you've already said, I blog, I podcast, uh, I write a lot just about the health and wellness journey about yoga, um, not just the asana, but the practice overall, right? The eight limbs, the whole path. And I really got into it, um, as we've talked about, via running. So I was a runner, a marathoner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I I was training my, my best friend from college, actually. I've been a runner and been active my whole life. Um, I played sports in in high school and you know one of my best friends reached out to me recently or excuse me back back when we decided to train 20 years ago she said i'm training for the boston marathon do you want to run it with me and i said yeah okay sure i'll try and so <laughs> we started she was living in new york at the time i was living here in boston she was training in new york i was training here in boston and every saturday after a long run we would get on the phone and we would talk about how it went Anyway, after I ran the Boston Marathon, I needed something different. And another one of my very good friends, she brought me to my very first yoga class. And it was like, I always describe it as like lightning in a bottle. I knew right away the second. Yeah, there was, you know, there were definitely other things happening in my life at the time. Um, You know, I was in corporate America. I was, I was young. I was in my twenties. I felt like it was really fast paced. Um, I had just gone through like a a pretty bad breakup and, you know, I was kind of like just wavering and floundering slightly, you know, I've always had, I had a really solid job and I loved it, but I wasn't really sure where I was going with it. Um, and same with the relationship. Like I, I had been living in Providence and then I, I moved back, um, 
I moved back to Boston and it just, it was, it was quite a transition. And I felt like I found yoga right when I was supposed to, right? Exactly when yeah. I was supposed to. I, you know, it's interesting about yoga because there's so many schools of thought for yoga and so many camps for yoga. I mean, you can be like this ultra, you know, for lack of a better word, and I hope this is not derogatory, granola, right? You yeah. can totally be in that space where, you know, vegan, holistic, like mm -hmm. lifestyle. Um, or you can be like my girlfriend who is like hip hop yoga, like, yeah. you know? It's so, it's so many different places you can be. Um, yeah. But I think, so where would you say you fall in that spectrum? Oh, I'm kind of all along the spectrum, <laughs> to be honest. So, you know, I definitely, and I, and I think that that really speaks to, you know, it's so interesting. One of the things that I was, I was really thinking about before we got on the phone was, what is it that is my deep root and love for this practice? And it's a, a few things. Um, you know, it, it accepts everybody. Yeah. It, there is no, you know, I think that, in recent years, there's been this, you know, um, kind of, kind of thought on what type of person practices yoga, right. white female wearing yoga pants, right? Like that has generally speaking been what the thought is, but the reality is, is it's for anybody. It's a practice for anybody. And it, it's also not just an asana practice, right? So asana is the actual posture. Like when you go into a yoga studio, yes, of course, you're practicing the asanas, but it's actually a practice in mindfulness. And, yes. and so when you really take a look at what mindfulness does, it reflects if you truly like take it on as part of your life, like you really like wear it every day, it's yes, it's absolutely the posture. It's taking care of your physical body, but it's also thinking about nutrition. What is it that you put in your body? What is it that you put on your body from a, you know, from a alcohol or perfume standpoint, or, you know, is it essential oils? Like how do you take care of your skin? It's, it's all of that. So I think to go back to your original question, like, yeah, I, I try to along all facets of of this practice go back to the roots of what is the mindfulness that I want to put behind the, what it is that I'm doing. So if I am practicing asana that day, how do I feel? And if I'm tired, I'm not going to do a rigorous practice. If I'm tired, I'm going to do, you know, more slow flow and deep stretch, or I'll spend more time in in the final pose that everybody loves of Shavasana, right? You know, or, you know, or if I'm making myself a meal and I'm hungry, you know, how do I, how do I feel? You know, am I a little groggy? Maybe I need a little bit more hydration. Maybe I need a little bit more citrus in my body. H have I taken enough vitamins? Do I have enough phytonutrients nutrients in my body? So I think that there's ways to take a look at it through all facets. So depending on how I feel, I've gone the spectrum of being that earthy, crunchy practitioner to being the person that definitely walks into a power yoga class that's super hot. That's right. how I started. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because, and I love what you say about mindfulness, because I, I put up a post yesterday uh, talking about something my mom said to me when I was growing up, take time with yourself. Mm -hmm. I used to say it all like all the time. And the way she said that, like, take time with yourself, what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. 
but take time with yourself, meaning, you know, spend time taking care of your mind, body, and soul. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so when I think about uh, yoga, you know, cause a lot of times people think, oh, it's just a, it's a physical exercise, but it's really more than that. Oh, so much more, so much more. You know, I remember um, one of my very first teachers that I ever went to, he often would use, um, he often would use the phrase, you know, just watch. There, there's nothing to do, just watch. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, I was like, what is he talking about? And eventually I came to really understand that so much of this practice is being an inner witness and taking a step back and observing and watching what it is that's happening within you. Yeah. So that way you can understand how you're coming across outward, right? And so, so much of the work really is internal. So that way you're, you're truly ensuring that A, you're being your authentic self and B, you're on the path that you want to be and C, you're also um, holding space and empathy for yourself, knowing that at any moment you can completely start again, right? You can like wake up tomorrow and be like, you know what? This COVID-19 thing, I my eyes are completely fresh. I'm seeing the universe completely different than I did prior to it. Great. Then that's your sign to change directions and find a different trail, find a different course. Find a different course, right? Yeah. That's the whole point. Yes. And I, I love that. I, I, it, I remember someone was saying, you know, because I I used to beat myself up so much with yoga. I don't do it often enough to be like a yogi, but um, when I do, I do a uh, yearly retreats and I always have a yoga instructor and we do it all every single day. And, and uh, I remember her saying this last time, it's a practice, mm -hmm. you know, it's a practice. It's, it's not like for you to have, be perfect for you to get the moves right, just right. And you come in and I got yoga. I know how to do yoga. Right. Mm -hmm. But no, it's just, it's a, it's literally your practice. That's right. And it's not even the state teacher's practice It's your own practice. Yeah. I'm just a guide. I mean, when I step into a room and I, I'm teaching asana, my job is just to hold space. Yeah. That's it. I'm not. And, and if you want to, as a practitioner or a student, if you want to try on what it is that I'm offering, that's still your decision. You yeah. can decide to do something totally different. And I would never, I would never judge because it's not for me. It's not for me to judge. My job is just to hold the space. So here's my question for you. Cause I mean, obviously you've been an, very active all your life. Mm -hmm. uh, you worked out as an athlete in your high school, college, you loved running, obviously. What do you think about yoga that appealed to you so much at that moment? Like when you think back on your life when mm -hmm. you were younger, what do you think was, was prompting you years ago to, this was going to be my, my, my road? Yeah. Uh, you know, I actually didn't. So yeah, I, I have been uh, athletic my whole life. You know, I have two older brothers and a younger sister. My, both my older brothers, they played soccer. I was on the field next to them playing field hockey through high school. And then my little sister actually followed in my footsteps, which was awesome because she played on the same field and played the same position that I did. So, you know, there's definitely been this like family 
uh, rooted in being very active. Yeah. We're all very active from, you know, really believing in hard work, really believing in, and that was taught to me from my family. I mean, my dad owned his own business growing up and I watched him grow that business to be very successful and it really inspired me. And, you know, I wanted that, I wanted that drive and I inherently, gratefully <laughs> got it from him and my mom who both yeah. really, really taught us that hard work is gonna get you to where it is that you wanna go. Yeah. And most of my life, I really believed in it and I still do. And I think I didn't know that yoga was going to be such a big part of my life until, I, like I said, I think the universe kind of sent it to me. You know, I, I was working very hard. I found running in college and I actually found running because while I was in college, I had a bout of insomnia my sophomore year. I, I absolutely could not sleep. Um, I was a psychology major and it was actually, um, it was a difficult major. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I definitely studied, I wanted good grades, I wanted to do well. And I felt like the anxiety and the stress of just holding on to working and working to really achieve what it was that I wanted, it just kind of had built up to the point where I just couldn't sleep. And so I found running and it definitely helped me sleep, but it was also very tough on my body. Yeah. Physically, it's, it's wearing. And so when I did, you know, soon after college, when I, when I trained for that marathon and then I found yoga, it, um, it was kind of like, like the cherry on top or the icing on the cake with regards to, yes, working hard, always working hard, going super fast, having, having a drive that at times can, can kind of work against me. Um, yoga is just that that thing that I keep going back to where I can check in with myself and really know, okay, how is it really that you're doing? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of people and I know, I think a lot of people would kind of bucket that as like a type A personality. Sure. You can do that. I don't really care. I don't believe in those types. I don't, <laughs> like, you know, like I'm not a big fan of the labels. <laughs> yeah. It's fine if you want to call it that. But I think for me, I've always, and it's been ingrained and taught, and I believe in it, that you know, you get out of life what it is you put into life. And so through my work ethic, yoga has been this, this ability for me to check in with myself to make sure that I am headed in the direction that I want, I am taking time for self-care, and that I am being true to who it is that I am. Mm -hmm. What would you say to someone who is, you know, feeling like they need that, they need something that's going to uh, help them to start doing that for themselves, taking time with themselves, checking in for themselves? What would you say is their first step? Uh, I would, I always say start small, you know, don't expect to go from zero to a hundred overnight. You know, when I, when I first started the asana practice, the physical practice, I struggled to get through a class. And as we've already discussed, it wasn't for lack of athleticism. Right. It was, it's just because right. it was something new. Yeah. Um, and I would probably say that same thing to anybody who wants to try, whether it's a, a mindfulness or you know, starting off with a beginner's yoga class, like really being patient and knowing that we call it a practice for a reason and we call all of it a practice, even the mindfulness part. You know, I, um, 
a few years ago, I really struggled with um, anxiety and panic attacks and pretty severe depression. And it was it was just you know circumstances in my life that had kind of led me down that path. And through that time, my meditation practice had basically just it was gone. It was non-existent. Yeah. So I had to learn to start over. I had to learn to be able to sit, especially when you have severe anxiety and panic. It is so difficult sometimes to just get quiet and sit still. Yeah. And I had to build it one minute at a time, one moment at a time to the point where eventually I craved it. And I found myself sitting in silence for 45 minutes a day, but it takes time. You know, it takes consistency and time and patience. And what do you think that did for you? It, it set me, I mean, if you take a look at, and I think most people I really know and who really know me, um, have been very honest. It's completely changed the trajectory of my life. I mean, completely. If I, I, um, you know, I am much more clear on who it is that I am. I am much more authentic to myself. I'm much more able to say the word no. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I think I'm better able to identify what it is that I want without worrying about what the expectation of other people might be or what their thought might be based on what it is that that I I want and what would bring me the greatest amount of harmony and peace and contentment yeah. in, in my own life. Right. Right. I love that. So let's just take a little like a little divot and start talking about just business and entrepreneurship. So you actually started your yoga practice um, would you say you went into business at that time or do you say did that come much later? Much later, actually much later. So I started my practice. Um, I knew right away, like I said, lightning in a bottle, love, love it first posture, if you will. And <laughs> love um, it first down dog. <laughs> yeah. Love it first down dog. Exactly. I went to, I, I think I left that class that day, I went home, I signed up for teacher training. The journey of my teacher training was, it was lengthy. You know, I went all the way. So I I took the 500 hours kind of straight through. There was some time in there that I took just to really focus on my practice. Um, and then shortly after that time I did, I did open a yoga studio and that was a learning experience for me where I realized that, um, it wasn't the right fit. You know, it's, listen, yoga studio owners have just like this most special place in my heart because it is definitely a business that is, it isn't easy. It requires a lot of consistency and a lot of input. And I think for me, the greatest challenge was staying staying centrally located in one place. I tend to be a little bit more of a free spirit and want to connect people and, you know, know people as much as I possibly can versus this idea of being committed to that one space, which by all means, yoga studios owners have the absolute right 
to do that. They, they love, I mean, I've watched and I know many yoga studio owners who, you know, it is like their first baby and they really nurture it and, um, you know, they take care of it and I have such respect and I'm so humbled by them. So I did that for a few years. I knew it wasn't the right fit for me. Um, my corporate job took me out to the West coast Mm -hmm. for a year, which I really enjoyed. And actually, now that I look back at the time, I was like, what is this? It was like pure chaos in my life. But my yoga practice grew exponentially by moving across the country and practicing in California for a year. Really? Um, Yes, absolutely. It was just a different location, a different space, a different mindset. Um, I learned so much. And so when I was ready and able to come back to the East Coast, I, I was incredibly grateful to be welcomed back with open arms by the yoga community. I mean, just, it was incredible. Um, cause you never really know how stuff like that's going to go, right? Like she used to own a yoga studio, then she moved away and they welcomed me back with open arms. And I knew, again, I knew I didn't want to open my own space, but I also knew that I wanted to be a connector and I wanted to be in the community and and able to work not only with studio owners and through different studios but with practitioners yeah and so that is how lola yoga was founded it was um you know just a brand that i i created um that essentially would be my platform to be able to market not just where i teach but the learnings and lessons of my journey to be shared with students and anybody who wants to read about it or learn about it. Yeah. Yeah. So you, I know you noticed you had said that Lola yoga, your intention is for Lola yoga to be a resource. Yes. Yeah. 100% a resource. And then from that, you know, uh, um, as I had said about four years ago, I've always, I've always been a writer. Um, it's funny. I remember I had an English teacher. Her name was Mrs. Miss Hoff. Mm-hmm. And I want to say I was in like fifth grade. And she wrote, I remember when <laughs> the last day of school, she wrote in my, in my book, like in my um, yearbook, she wrote, never stop being a deep thinker and never stop writing. Yeah. And it really, it, again, like it's amazing what you learn from your teachers yeah, and what you course. take. Yeah, <laughs> of course. So I found my way through, you know, through four years ago, really suffering with anxiety and depression and having just a really difficult time. Yeah. I found my way back to writing and it is amazing how stuff would just, it just started to flow out of me to the point where I just, I sometimes couldn't stop it, you know, and I didn't want to, and I just allowed it. Took me a little while to actually be daring enough to put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really, I really kind of dipped my toe and then, you know, I would send it to some friends and be like, Hey, what do you think about this? But after about a year doing it, I, you know, Lola Yoga was born and, and I, I started my podcast and um, the podcast, same thing, you know, it took me a lot of courage to really put it together and have the, the guts kind of to, to put it out there, but same thing. It's, it's done great. Just get out there and just did it and yeah, watch it exactly. grow. 
So what would you say uh, that you, I know you've gone through some obstacles and some challenges along the way, because it's, it's, that's just all part of it. What would yeah. you say is your, your biggest obstacles that you've had to overcome? Um, you know, definitely failure. I, I don't always, I don't always love it when it happens, but I'm grateful to say that at this point I've had enough failure in my life that I look for the lessons from it every single time. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I have learned to take it a little bit more in stride, whereas I used to take it so to heart where it would stop me from this like forward progress, like onto the next thing mm -hmm. I would like stew and, and really like marinate and like, be like, no, get fixated and stuck versus just like, okay, you know what? That, that didn't work. That one wasn't for me. I'm yeah. going to keep going. Right. Um, you know, and I would, I would say that if you're just starting out or you're, you're not sure, um, take your time, you know, take your time. I think, I, I don't ever regret trying to open a yoga studio. I, I would never regret it. But I do think that if I had taken a little bit more time to really think about it, yeah. I probably would have known that I am just too much of a free spirit to yeah. be in that I'm one. Down and, and a brick and mortar. Yeah, I do know that about myself. <laughs> I am way too, I cannot be held down. I hate that feeling. Um, my husband and I have talked about this many times. We cannot own anything that's like um, a building like that. Like I'll rent yeah. out, of, I'll own a building and rent it out as long as I don't have to be there every day. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Right. And you know, the other thing too that I would, I would say is um, get really clear on what, it, why, why is it that you're doing it? Right. And oh so, yes, girl. This is Oh yes. <laughs> Literally I've my whole brand. That is my whole brand. Right. Monetize your message. First, you got to get clear. You have to nail your message. Why, why doing what you're doing? Yeah. Yeah. And this was, you know, I, I've worked with some people who really, I mean, gratefully, I mean, one of my, one of my, um, one of my teachers, her name is Ava Taylor. She, um, she's the owner of a, an organization called Yama Talent. And she and I sat down and we really worked on this brand of what Loli Yoga is. And, you know, one of the things that she really challenged me on is like, why, why are, why are you doing this? You know, in a, a very crowded space, which it is a very crowded space. Yeah what is it that you want out of your brand and why, why do you feel so passionate about your message? You know, and I, I keep going back to that, you know, I truly believe we are all a work in progress. I do not, I am not the holder of yoga. None of us are. Um, I only know the information and knowledge that I have, but my passion for what I have learned through this practice is something that I want to share so that, so that other people can, I feel like bloom the way that I feel like I have. I don't know if I would be where I am today if I didn't find this practice. I don't think I would be. Yeah. Um, and I'm lucky enough to say that I have met students who have come into my class and you know, they keep coming, they keep coming back. They don't say a lot. They just walk in, they set their mat up next week. They're there the next week. Yeah. They're there. 
And about like after 10 or 12 weeks, they'll come up to me and they'll say something like, you know, when I first walked in here, I was, you know, something really that you would just never expect. I was suicidal or I was, I mean, this is, you know, this has really happened. Um, you know, or I was going through the worst breakup of my life or I felt completely directionless and I had no idea who I was. Yeah. Um, and when you hear stuff like that, yes, of course, there is a sense of like, there is a sense of purpose that you feel. I definitely feel that, but it's, it's much bigger than me. I didn't, I didn't invent this practice. Right. I just, get to, I just get to communicate it. I just get to be the vessel that it comes through. Comes through. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's interesting about that story, Lauren, is that, you know, one of the first things you said is when you came into yoga, mm -hmm. you were without direction. You were going through a transition in your life. You were trying to figure out what's going on. I had another girlfriend who is a yoga teacher and she was also going through a really big transition in her life and she ended up getting into yoga and that's what led her there. But what's interesting is about how you are singing your song, your yoga song, how you're, you're, you're using that experience and it's translating over to people. Yeah, you were you got yoga and it gave you direction, and your song is also speaking to their hearts and giving them direction. So that's it's very very interesting, beautiful. It is, you know, and I think I've also learned that I've learned through yoga that there's also a fundamental accountability that we all have to ensure we are checking in with ourselves on. Yes. Um, that, you know, with regards to the way that the universe speaks to us, it's the way that we are willing to see it. Yeah. Um, and if we want a different life, then we have to create a different mindset and a different behavior yes. and not get caught up in the stories that are the ones that create the suffering. Yes. Um, and I have often found that those stories for me, right? Like I talked to you about the failure of, of something like a business or, you know, a bad breakup or, you know, my job being like feeling like the hamster in the wheel and how do I get out? How do I get out? But I can't, but I can't. Those are all stories that I was telling myself versus set, putting on a different hat, a different mindset and changing the behavior. Yes. I don't think the, the mechanism and the tool that helped me do that was yoga. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I, I, I think, I feel like I know the answer to this next question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> How do you stay motivated? Um, I keep going back to my purpose. I keep going back to my why and you know, I, I also, it's also how I was raised. I mean, it's, it's inherently, it's inherently how I grew up. Um, you know, it's, it's my, my whole family operates this way in that if you want something, you know, it's not going to be handed to you and you have to, and, and if it is handed to you, it probably won't feel a fraction <laughs> of as good as it would feel is if you worked for it. That's right. Um, so I just, you know, like I said, I've got, I had a chance to watch my dad do it growing up. And my, my mom was a large part of that. Well, she, you know, she really was raising the, 
us, the four kids. And my dad was growing a, a business and, you know, we all really watched the both of them work very hard and it's, it's flowed through. Um, and it just, it keeps me motivated. Yeah. Well, I love what you're doing and, uh, definitely I want to invite people to check out lolayoga.com. Check out what you're, what you're up to. I'm looking on your website. You have, you know, you're talking about your practice. You're talking about your Instagram feed, which shows you, you know, just giving some motivational words every single day in your blog. Um, and are you, you say you also are teaching online as well. You have an online class. Yes, I have. Um, right now I'm doing two online classes and actually I'm, I also work a lot with uh, first responders and we, I'm starting a donation based um, class for, for our first responders, which the donation will actually um, go towards a scholarship fund for those that um, want to practice right now, but they're struggling to um, find the means to. Yeah. So um you know, I was lucky enough with a, a local studio owner to kind of create this class that's rooted in a, you know, a cause such as taking care of our first responders, but then on the back end also helps to foster practice of anybody who might need it right now. Yeah, I, I love that. Well, definitely check, uh, check her out, lolayoga.com. And I'm excited to be doing this big project that we're working on, our yeah. Women Who Boss Up. <laughs> and I'm so excited to have you as one of the contributing authors. Uh, so Lauren, um, thank you so much and continue doing what you're doing. Thank you so much, Tam. It's been such a pleasure and I'm, I'm super excited to be part of this book. Yes. Thank you.